0: Welcome to Blunt Advice, the short-form show that delivers cannabis industry insight and information and quick hits to help you operate your cannabis on a higher level. Here are your Blunt hosts, Francesca and Mike.
1: Let's do this. Let's go. Yeah. So hopefully by now, you've found our social channel and are following us on all the things, the LinkedIn, the Instagram, all of it, the Twitter, all of those things, <laughs> because we are on social media. But That doesn't mean that social media is an easy answer for every cannabis business. A lot of times, social media, when it comes to cannabis, gets super dicey. And there can be questions about what should I do on social versus what should I not rely on social to do for me.
0: Yeah, it's not an end-all, be-all, or the magic bullet.
1: Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So today what we're going to do is give you some blunt advice on exactly how social media may fit into your cannabis business plan. So, Mike, I think we need to talk about the bad before we talk about the good. There's a lot of bad stuff about social media when it comes to cannabis businesses, unfortunately there are some challenges. Okay. There are
0: some challenges, I All right. it We're can be bad, bad, but we'll say it's challenges or barriers, we'll, we'll level it out a little bit. Sure, sure.
1: <laughs> That's fine, if you don't want to be so yeah. blunt. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the first challenge is the easiest one to understand, um, and that is algorithms, in the sense that we are always trying to chase the latest algorithm change to make sure our content pops and that it shows up in searches for the people that we want it to show up for. This can turn into a focus on the wrong things where you're creating content to beat the algorithm rather than creating content that actually appeals to your ideal customer.
0: Yep. And I think to me, the biggest challenge here is the fact that there's no... Consistency or dependability on what that algorithm is going to be. So once you think you understand it, it gets changed. Yeah. And, and that's across all the platforms that are out there. Um, it's not just inherent to Instagram, as an example. We, we run into this on every platform. And, and so it really is a challenge. And I think what most people end up doing is just kind of throwing their hands up in the air and saying... I can't crack that code. I'm going to do the best that I can and create content that I think is compelling and engaging and do that sort of stuff because it's a real struggle.
1: That to, is to, the best solution to the algorithm problem is just to not make the algorithm your problem.
0: It really is. Yeah. The The content restrictions are are another big one in the cannabis space. I mean, algorithms across any business—let's face it, personal or cannabis or non-cannabis—content restrictions in cannabis is usually what causes the biggest issues for for people we see out there, and and even including us. When we had—I mean, Nick does a great job with the social, and he's got us, and we've gotten banned. Not he got us banned; (laughs) we got banned. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Um, (laughs) But it's for stuff that really wasn't even worthy of us being banned. And so, you know, content restrictions, whether it's just or unjust, a lot of times that is a problem because it can create a scenario where you can't really say what you want to say or mm-hmm. you have to, um, you know, go around, beat around the bush and now your content's not clear. It's not compelling. And so uh, the content restrictions are an issue. Um, it's, what you can say, what you can show.
1: Yeah, like it, a lot of times as the sales joint, we have to be careful about using the word sales when it comes to cannabis because a lot or of a times joint. these, yeah, <laughs> these these bots that are crawling are just looking for specific words and if you use those words, you're, you're gonna get your post taken down or restricted for some period of time or another big bad for Drum cannabis roll, is of course getting shut down. Your entire account, Closed, gone forever potentially. We experienced that with the, uh, when we hit 10,000 followers in our, our business, our Instagram just shut us down. So well, it's super frustrating. And that was in a
0: week where there was almost a sweep. There was. We knew a number of other businesses during that same week that, regardless of how many, followers they had, if it was over 10,000 and they were in cannabis, they were shut down for a period of time. So it's problematic and it's a lot of time, a lot of effort that goes into creating that follower group that now is completely up in smoke. Um, But there is a pro tip. It's not all lost. If you create a backup account, you can at least recover your content. You can't recover your followers, but you can recover your content. So at least when you get back online again, you can restore your content and at least your new followers will see that you do have a history uh, and a presence in the market. So and there's... if you want to be
1: proactive in that pro tip on your main account, make sure you mention to follow the backup account. A lot of Ooh, cannabis people know what to do and know what that means. Yeah. So. It's for sure yep. an important piece.
0: Another con, when we were planning this episode, I said this was a con to having social media or to being involved in social media, but you, were, you thought it was a, a good thing, but it's you have to have a plan to be yeah. successful. You can't just wing it. And um, having a plan usually is considered a good thing to be strategic and to plan stuff out and to work ahead. But for many people, having to do all that work and to plan things and be thought-provoking in what you're posting and not just wing it. Like to go through that activity, day in, day out, week in, week out, month in, month out, year after year. It's, if you're it's lucky. daunting, <laughs> and so it, a lot of people don't like that. And they don't but, have
1: time for it. They don't have a resource dedicated to yeah. it. They haven't carved out that amount of time to sit down and build their content for a month or so in advance Mm -hmm. to make sure that it's there, loaded, maybe you have an automatic poster, you know, who knows what, there are a lot of ways to make a plan work for you, but the very first thing you have to do is actually make your plan, and that is definitely a con, whereas it's easy to be like, I'll just post real quick and uh, be on my way. Yeah, It's not reliable enough.
0: It's not consistent. No. Um, you said something in the middle of what you're saying that I want to come back to, which is time, mm-hmm. because having a, an effective social account does take a lot of time in terms of creating that content, but also in being engaging, looking at other people, connecting with other people, commenting, liking, sharing, um, you know, pictures, doing the photo editing work, creating videos, doing stories. There's a lot of pieces to the puzzle, and they all take time. So... It's a big investment of time and an investment of time is an investment in money if mm. when you're running a business mm. so that is something that needs to be considered when you're trying to decide at what level you wanna be involved in social media.
1: And so your plan could be your content plan as in making sure you're not just posting flower every single day and that gets really boring and you know yeah. people can go a little blind to that after a while. So your content plan should be about mixing it up, making sure you're on brand. These things that are the bigger picture, whereas the time is the actual sitting down and the doing it. So right. yeah, I think that's a really important distinction to make, you need both. And- It all Mm -hmm. takes time. Um, And I think another... You know, rough part about social media is that you really have no control over those outcomes because a lot of times, like email, when people are getting a ton of DMs, a ton of comments, getting tagged a bunch. You know, how many times does Burner get DMs and and tagged and everything? Him all,
0: I have up all the time. He's yet to respond.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's probably because he's inundated. It's completely saturated, and he doesn't have the time, energy, or interest or need to go through those DMs and respond to them and to go through those. Likes and engage with them. But then there's also the people that are just, they never check their DMs. They're not actually doing it. So whether people will have too much on their plate to get through their DMs mm-hmm. or they just completely forget about checking them, you can really be spending a lot of time and effort and planning to put content in front of specific people that actually doesn't get in front of them. And right. there's nothing you can do about that, really. If they're not going to look at their DMs, no. they're not going to
0: look. It's out of your control. Yeah. But it's not all doom and gloom. No. I mean, there's some very, very positive things about, investment of your time and effort in social media that I think really tip the scale and, and is why a lot of people do it.
1: Yeah because we're all staying on these major platforms even though they've been very clear about how they feel about cannabis they're basically pro prohibition and yet mm. we're still there fighting.
0: Right I mean there are options to reach a specific audience if you wanna hit more of the executives and business owners, you're probably more better off on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. You know, Instagram is kind of universal. I feel like everybody in cannabis has an insta account. But there's still still a lot of traction in Facebook, TikTok. Um, Twitter yes out there you There's... can use
1: Twitter for a lot of press you know media stuff I mean each of those channels does have specific kinds of audiences and reaches so and it's free it's free to talk to those people on social yep. that's huge
0: it really is it's nice I think the other thing that I like about I think Facebook is the only one that really has what I'm thinking of here which is more of the communities like the private groups the communities and where we find this really beneficial is in the emerging states there tends to be cultivation groups and that's where a lot of the new people can come together and ask questions and there's questions that are somewhat advanced, but there's a lot of really basic questions of people just trying to get up the learning curve in cannabis. And, and whether it's a cultivation question, whether it's a question about who does testing, what mm-hmm. shows to go to, it's a really great way to understand the fabric of what's happening in that community. And it's a great way for us to monitor communities across the U.S. to understand what's happening in those different environments. So those communities are really strong and, and a nice asset for people who utilize them.
1: It's great because you can get a competitive analysis, you can see what a hot button issue is, you can really jump on trends, you can be the differentiator just by following what's going on in a specific Facebook group or a specific community, what Mm -hmm. your comments are like. And I think a big part of that is engagement. You know, you get to get out there, put yourself out there, raise your own profile by liking, commenting, engaging. Networking is a huge part of cannabis, and we can't be at every cannabis show because there's a million of them now. So we can all be online and on all these social platforms engaging with one another. That helps build an actual real-world network that becomes very useful. You can get great introductions. You can meet exactly who you need to meet on social if you get engaged on it
0: yep and I, Not engaged, I think but engaged. <laughs> <laughs> well, and a lot of the engagement also leads to becoming a thought leader on your part if you yes. want to be a person that is a leader in the industry and in your community you have a platform to create compelling content or to ask interesting questions thought-provoking mm-hmm. questions and that leads to engagement many times too and so that helps to build the network Promote your status, promote your company, promote your brand, showcase who you are and what you're all about in a way, like you said, to start off, it's free. <laughs> I mean, marketing is usually a really, really big expense for a lot of companies, but this allows you to do it basically free of charge with the exception of the time, obviously, invested in it. But it gives you a really nice platform to showcase yourself, your company, your products, your service, your brand, episode two. Um, <laughs> in in a really (laughs) insightful way.
1: Yeah, you get to become the person that people want to meet. So you get to raise your own profile as well as engage with the profiles of people that you find incredibly intriguing.
0: One of the things that I thought was really fascinating a a few years ago when our sales team started co-marketing with dispensary. So we'd do Mm -hmm. a product drop and we'd announce the drop, tag the dispensary, and now you're co-marketing for free and that does nothing but build the both bases and and build enthusiasm and support for the product line and for both companies and both brands so that's another real positive side of social media in my mind is the ability to build a co-promote and co-market
1: yeah you really get to help each other out and I think that is the social community part of the social networks and so you can leverage your platform, you can leverage other people's platform. And think about the, the opportunities that creates to be, in terms of monetization even, you know, mm-hmm. if you become an influencer, if you want to make sure that you are sharing your friends um, and amplifying your friends' products and services and content, you get to do that for free fairly easily. And it can all fit into your plan and amplify your brand and your services and sales.
0: Yep. Yeah. I think we kind of hit all the points we wanted to hit on. There's a I lot mean, there's going on. there's
1: good and bad in social, mm-hmm. for sure. Challenges and, <laughs> and good in it. Yeah. And there's really no right answer here. It's about making sure that you use social wisely and with awareness. So that's a lot of information to take in.
0: Yep. Well, let's roll this up and pass it on. And uh, here's the quick hits from today's episode. Yeah. Number one, good social takes good planning.
1: Yes. Um, Number two, make sure that you are realistic about the time that it's going to take and the consistency that you need to see results.
0: Number three, social media is a marketing and communication tool, not a business plan. So have the right expectations going into it to get the right output coming out.
1: Yeah. And don't forget, we want to hear from you. We want to know what your blunt feedback is on social media. So give us that blunt feedback by emailing us at bluntadvice at
0: Well, I'm Mike.
1: And I'm Francesca.
0: And the time it took you to get that purchasing manager's right cell phone number. No, not that one. The real right one. You got some blunt advice.